Welcome to the Equine Pro Tips Podcast. I'm Stephanie and I have been gone for a hot minute. I've been moving and doing all sorts of things, but now everything's finally a little bit settled. I'm going to jump right back into it. And everybody seems to be liking the Boarding Facility 101. And we're just going to keep rolling with that series for a while. And with that being said, today we're going to talk about things to consider either before owning the boarding facility or if you're even looking for a boarding facility just to board your horse. So let's get into it. try and get through as many of these as I possibly can. There might have to be a part two to this just because there's a lot of things that I'm like thinking of of being like, oh yeah, that would be a really good thing to mention because it's not usually something that comes up in conversation. Anyway, the first thing that I'm going to start with is actually a pretty heavy hitter and it's something that people don't really think about because everyone wants their horse to live forever. We all know that doesn't work that way. So The thing that I want to mention is as a boarding facility owner or one who plans to be one, are you going to allow people to bury their horse on your property? Like that's a serious consideration. Um, Do you live in a state where that's even possible? You have to think about that in obviously realistic terms because you have to have some a plan in play and it and it doesn't have anything to do with like the age of the horse or whatever because you know accidents happen and i know from experience i've had to bury plenty of horses on my property because in new york state they allowed that and where i live now in arizona they don't allow that so before you get into a situation where you have to be dealing with that as well, you want to plan that out ahead of time. Like figure that all out. What like what are the laws in your state? Are you going to allow that? If not, you have to make sure you mention that to your boarders that if X, Y, and Z happens, they're the ones that have to figure out what to do with the horse. So that's the first thing. All right, number two, are you going to allow stallions at your facility? Does your insurance allow stallions at your facility? The reason why that you need to actually take that into consideration is because they're, they aren't your typical gelding or mare. Um, there's a lot of handling that goes along with them. You can end up with a stallion that gets out and impregnates a mare accidentally, or injuries can occur when they're, they're like all worked up because like, there's mares in the facility. Are you going to, do you have space to like put them on like the different end of the barn? Like there's so many things to think of when you're considering allowing stallions to be on your property. And a lot of people don't. Um, a friend of mine had a stallion like years ago and the stallion had, was all like bothered by a mare that walked by. He kicked through the stall wall, injured his leg and she had two options, geld him or put him down. And that was it. So stallions aren't all bad. I've had them myself. Um, I don't have any anymore because I just don't want to deal with that. But you really, really have to 
weigh the pros and cons of that. Some people are like, oh, no, no big deal. They can come. And I'm going to say a majority of uh, facility owners think that they're a total liability. So the choice is up to you. Okay, number three is going to kind of play off the first one. Are you willing to allow horses over 25? I know it sounds ridiculous, but there are facilities out there that do have an age limit because of the potential of the horse dying and then having to do burials or they have uh, more they have more needs um, because they're older and you know all the things that come along with owning an older horse. Um, I didn't personally have a problem with any age of a horse. I just know of facilities that have. So that would be something that you would have to consider for yourself. Or do you have the knowledge base and the skill base to deal with a horse that has a little bit more special needs? And that's not even necessarily just a horse over 25 or a horse over 20. It's just any horse really that has any type of special needs. So I guess there's like two parts to this. Is it like age related or is it care related? Just something to consider when it is presented to you. Just to add a little bit more about horses that need specialized care, does your facility, can it facilitate that? Um, if it can't, then that's something that you're you're going to have to turn away people because maybe you don't have enough paddocks to have this one horse be by themselves because it, it like special needs is even a horse that doesn't get along with other horses. I've had those horses of my own and of borders horses where they need their own special paddock. So if you, you can't facilitate that, then that's something that you would have to turn away, but you do have to consider it. Okay, number four, this might be an obvious one, but I'm going to put it in here anyways because it's extremely important, first aid kits. And I'm not just talking about for horses, but also for humans too. I mean, my kids got injured at the barn more times than I can even remember. Both of them ended up needing stitches one time. So I'm just saying, like, you also need to take into consideration the humans there as well. Um, the first aid kit for horses is pretty specific. You can usually look up something online or you can ask your vet what you should have in there. Um, I might even do a podcast on what goes in my first aid kit for my horses, which travels essentially everywhere with me. It's in my toolbox and my truck. Um, so I always have it because I'm always driving my truck. Um, so yeah, that's number four. Number five, this also might seem like an obvious one and your insurance is definitely going to require you to have it, but you need a fire extinguisher. You can have multiple ones, make sure it's not expired, anything of that nature, because a lot of barn fires happen because of hay and like the fans that people usually put on horses like during the summers and stuff. So that is extremely important. I know a lot of people already have them, but it's just one of those things, just a, just a reminder because you, you don't want to need it and not have it. Number six, how safe is your facility? It seems pretty funny just, I mean, because most people want everything to be safe around a horse because they could essentially get hurt on a cotton ball, but you need to look like down to the nitty gritty. If you have um, wire fencing and you have the T-posts, do all the T-posts have um, caps on them? I have heard 
of somebody that I knew back in the day that a horse impaled themselves on that T-post. And I always go straight to safety with horses just because I have seen so many injuries in my lifetime that I think of every little thing that could potentially happen, like even mats. So there was mats in one of the facilities that I owned and it had like a hole in it. And I was like, okay, well, I'm going to replace that because horse could trip, I could trip, all the things. Well, guess what? I ended up tripping before I could replace that mat and the horse stepped on my hand, broke the bones in my body I'm in my hand and I'm so grateful that I didn't lose any fingers in the process. So I'm just saying like, you need to look like deeper when you're thinking of safety in your facility. So it's not just, oh, is everything cleaned up out of the aisle? No, it's like, are there any nails sticking out of the stalls? Because horses can get injured on those. Um, you name it. Like broken fence posts or I've seen horses get injured on those. Um, are the fe- Like if you have wood fencing, is it older? Um, can a horse easily push through it or kick it? And like those need to be replaced. So it's just making an assessment of your facility and going through and just really checking everything of being like, okay, that's safe, that's safe, that's safe. Because essentially you're trying to um, create the best environment for these horses and the safest one that you possibly can because nobody wants their horse to get hurt and you especially don't want someone else's horse to get hurt, especially under your care. So just do your best to try and find every little possible thing that you can. I mean, you're never going to avoid injuries 100% of the time, but any little thing that you can do to try and avoid it is key. I wanted to keep this as short as I possibly could, um, and I think I did a pretty good job at that. There's still a couple of other things that I think I would like to mention, so I might do a part two of this. I'm not 100% sure, um, but I'm so glad that you're here, and thank you for listening. I will have a podcast out next week that will also be related to boarding facilities um, I haven't decided exactly which topic. I have a bunch that I, I'm i planning on doing. So we'll see which one I decide to do first. But don't forget, you can follow me on Instagram at Steffi Baker, um, also on Facebook. And remember, your past is your teacher, your present is your creation, and your future is your inspiration. We'll talk next week. <laughs>